You are now tuned in to the GQ Podcast, where six friends give their perspectives on manhood based on different walks of life, where no topic is off limits and no apologies are given. The crew consists of Boogs, Bub, PJ, Steve, Shot, and Eddie. Let's get it. It's the great Jay Z's birthday, so you know. What I mean, we just want to start off with you know. What I mean, what's everybody's favorite track? <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> My shit's Ether, cause Nas is the best. <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean, so disrespectful, so disrespectful. <laughs> Super ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I think mine is like a, it's a toss up between probably, um, it's weird because Empire State of Mind just has like a, a retro thing for me because I was in New York at the time. Um, but like Song Cry and um, This Can't Be Life. Ooh, that's tough. Yeah. Ooh. Like, yeah. This Can't Be Life. Yeah. I go Imaginary Player and The Evils because it depends on like my mind state. Those are the two. I thought like it set like a precedent for like how a lot of these dudes fraud now. You know what I mean? Like, I thought that's exactly how it is. And I thought, like, he really just kind of just went unconscious on it. Those are both my songs. Brooklyn Finest is my favorite song. It's, it's what introduced me to him. I've been chasing that high since since that very first song. Um, he made songs that was better, but but Brooklyn's Finest had always, that's what do it for me. That's when I hear Jay-Z, that's, yeah. that's the song I want to hear. But real quick on Song Cry, this is some shit. I don't know. I think Bub might hear this story. When that album had first came out, I remember we was just, I was in college. It was at a party. It was these three dudes that were standing over in the corner of the, of the party. It was Jay Z. The blueprint just had dropped. It was these three dudes standing in the corner by the speaker, <laughs> going word for word every motherfucking song that played. The song cry came on. You just see these three big ass niggas. You don't get a nigga back like that. That shit had me dying. You know, like, like I'm, I'll never forget that. Like as long, like as long as I live, every time I hear that song, that's the first thing I think about. Like I'll never forget that shit, man. <laughs> Hey, I'm gonna go with, with a with American Dreaming off of American Gangster. I think American Gangster is his greatest album. I think cohesively it it was amazing. I think it's the best album that he made. It it flowed perfectly, even though it wasn't like a Jay Z album. You know, it was inspired by something, but he was on point. I, I say Reasonable Doubt. Like Reasonable Doubt to me, like sonically, like it's flawless. Yeah. Like like from lyric content, like the the content is what stands and gives him verification for all the rest of the albums. Because everything he was saying on that, it was kind of like, all right, I'm piggybacking off of it. Cause like, even though I like Imaginary Player, you had, I'm feeling it. You had Dead Presidents, like everything about it, like was so dynamic and like. Yeah, but the difference is that was, that was hunger. Yeah. And that, I mean, was, and that was him sincerely, not America. Like you said, like that was him though. Yeah. As opposed to like you said, America. Yeah, but see, after, but after he already had this career that was already where it was, right? It afforded him the ability to make this concept album. And I think that's great when you're able to get to that point in your career where it doesn't have to be about your story. You can make a concept album and, and people still receive it. And that's what was dope about that album. The album was dope. The concept was like you said, like, but it's still 
sort of piggybacks on his prior experience because he always yeah. talked about his hustle. Yeah, but that's what made it authentic though. Right, that's what makes it believable the full way. Like, all right, he already been saying this for the prior six albums, you know? Right. But yeah, it's, it's up there. Like my, I always, but I, it's reasonable doubt for me just says too much. Like, you know what I mean? Like when you put a song on and it, it doesn't sound dated, but there's a lot of classics that we just love because they're classics. Yeah. But it doesn't sound dated. Like if you put if you put feeling it on, you feeling it. Like you know what I mean. Like if I, you know what I mean. Like you like wow. Like when you hear Dead Presidents, it's it's it hits you that same way. Like he, like it, Steve said, Brooklyn's finest. Big's been dead for a long time. That's another thing with Big. Like that's particular. Like you put them songs on and it just hits you. Like you know what I mean. Like and they just going back back back. Wait, Eddie, you pick a song yet before we um cut you out? No, nah, I ain't, I didn't pick a song yet. I, um, so previously I, I had this conversation and I, and I went with volume three, but when I sat, really sat here and thought about it and gave it some thought and listened to everybody talk, cause I, I do like the song. There's been a murder like that, that, that song really hit hard. Like, like, I, like that's my, my, that's my twist. You know what I'm saying? But, um, I think I'm going to go with the blueprint and this is why, this is why I'm gonna go with the blueprint because that was when I first went down to college. Right. And you know, I always been like a super Jay Z fan, but I was always heavy into the down south music too. Like I love like Ti and Three Six and you know that was always just been my shit, right? But then I go down south where that's the norm, and and I'm trying to find like I want to still show my up north roots, even though yeah I get down with this down south music, and that was hot then, you know that everybody was on the blueprint at that time, and and so it was like it made me feel proud of being from up north type situation. So I'm gonna have to go with uh I'm have to go with the blueprint, man. Jay Z's actually the one that accomplished what a lot of people set out, like, and, and the music stayed quality for the most part. If you only have like two to three bad albums, but you have like 12 albums, that's a hell of a career. I'm gonna go with Can I Live. Ooh. Can Ooh. I Live, yeah, that's the first. But I'm gonna go with the second one, you know, cause uh, I like to relate sometimes. You know, sometimes you got a period in your life and it can be easily translated through music. So I'm gonna go with Excuse Me Miss. Cause that's around the time I moved to Virginia. Trying to holler at this one, holler at that one, holler at this one, holler at that one. I was like an anthem. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be real with you. So I'm going to go with those two for my favorite. Nice. But Can I Live is my number one. Can I Live is dope. That's, that track yeah. hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you're still here and you'll be like, yo, this dude still, like, this is dope. Like, that's, that's, yeah. when I hear that, it's like, yo, this is the same person who made Reasonable Doubt and you could tell. It's mm. a lot of people when you hear they, Albums in another decade where it's like, yo, this person don't like my favorite dude's Rayquan. When I listen to Rayquan albums, I don't be, I don't be like, yo, this is the same dude that made Cuban Links. Like, it's like, yeah, <laughs> this dude, like, okay, like, I mean, yeah, but you know, what I mean, right. you, don't, you don't get that. American Gangster yeah. gave me that, that, that it was a reminder. Like, yeah, I still got. It. It's crazy because, like, even say ten years out from your first album, to be able to put that same content out and still have it relevant and still make it make sense to your life 10 years ago. It'd be good though, it'd be good. That's, That's what I'm saying. Good. It's like, I've, I've personally, I think there's, I think there's maybe one Jay-Z album that I've been disappointed by in his entire career. What was it? That R. Kelly shit. <laughs> Festival world. Oh man. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't call it by its name. It's come just on, man, come on, come on. You, you, you can't bring that up on his birthday, man. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, he did it. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to forget that it exists. Yeah, Yo, I mean, that's funny, man. 
But but you know, just real quick about American Gangster. One thing I noticed around the time that that was hot, I was bouncing still then. And like, it was one of those things where it's like, obviously people around my age and older, you know, we, we grew up listening to Jay-Z, but a lot of the younger dudes that would come in the bar, you know, they're, they're going to the jukebox or, or if the DJ's in it, they're requesting songs from that album. And it's like, you know, typically around that time, people, young boy, they getting drunk, they listen to the little Boosie and all of that. But like, yo, play that, play that, uh, say hello, cause say hello was cold. Like, that's my favorite I was gonna say, that's probably my one or, well, either one or two as far as the songs on that album. So, I mean, I, I agree with everything y'all saying, man. Like that that album, it, it got me sitting here rethinking. I, I still stick with uh, the blueprint, but American Gangster was cold though, yo. I, I mean, I, I still feel what PJ was saying though about American Gangster. I feel like that's that shows evolution. Like, like it ain't too many people that's going like, what was American Gangster? What, what album was that? Nine. I can't even tell you the number. Yeah, like, it, it, ain't, it ain't people making that many albums. Let me play advocate right quick. I just want to ask a question. You know, while we on the Jay-Z subject and it's his birthday, would Jay-Z be considered in your book, fellas, the standard? Jay-Z personifies the flash for dudes that came from that era and what they do and, and actually live it. Like, you can still see that, yo, his checklist is phenomenal and that's what that means like you know what i mean so he's telling you his footsteps that's why his sincerity when people talk about how great he is is there you know what i'm saying like that's what it was because he everything he said he did it and he did it strategically if you go back to the topic i don't think there's i don't think there's too many too many rappers that can like stand on the same level with jay yeah nah, it's not and it's, are it's you, are you calling him goat that, that what you're calling him the goat mm -hmm. absolutely like I think you, I think you have to. But even with the, even with the legends that you have in hip hop, uh -huh. like I think they even look at him like one of the best. Nobody checks more boxes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't think I don't think there's anybody that's going to that's going to doubt that. And that. it's 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 crazy when you can be somebody in the game that long and literally create a culture that the world follows because of you. That's a legend. I just want to know what it really is. It's because people like my little cousin told me that little boots is their Tupac. It's crazy though that you mentioned Tupac. Now, Tupac's the only artist I think that can really that publicly can still get the acknowledgement over Jay Z sometimes because Tupac, even though he's been dead since '96, like mm -hmm. he still gets that. It's still the respect there, right? Like, of course, it's weird. Like you said that, but like, and he's been dead since '96. But Tupac definitely, like, if he was alive, you know what I mean? If somebody did a versus, they probably could play his songs along with it, because yeah. Tupac's oh, he's like he's like the, the hip hop Elvis. You know, like we were saying that he was still alive forever. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, yeah. he's he's that legend. He's that legend yeah. to us. So outside of that, like, Tupac's the only person that can be on that par, and he's been dead forever. We, we kind of we veered off of Jay-Z and his birthday, so I guess we can uh, roll to the uh, the Struggle ver uh, Vocals All-Stars versus that we about to have. <laughs> you know I mean? Struggle Vocals? Yeah, yeah, Shanti and Keisha Cole. You know what I mean? We about to have Pancake High Notes. You know what I mean? I'm not Let's watching play. it. Well, I watch it on mute. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> it'll, it'll be on. I ain't, I ain't gonna hear it. And that, I think, I just, I can't. 
Like that's like I couldn't. I didn't. I didn't watch the Jeezy Young. I mean, was it Jeezy and Gucci? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you I'm sound like an old man right now. <laughs> you do. Like I wasn't watching that shit. <laughs> it, it's it's Atlanta was going crazy. I'm like, for what? I watched it with all kinds of negative intentions though. Like, like you know what I mean? You want somebody yeah. to shoot out? The, the, I ain't want to shoot out. I ain't want to shoot out. I just like I, I really wanted to see was Gucci gonna do the truth. Like I just wanted to know was he gonna perform the truth with with Jeezy in the room? But after you know what I mean, it's kind of like he did it. It was cool. But then when they both did icy, I was like, yo, I hate it so icy and loved it at the same time. So it was right. good to see him. It was good to see him perform that. But you know, what I mean, it, it, it was like I mean, it was worth it. It was worth I, it. I think, like, but Ashanti and Keisha Cole, like, what song are you? I mean, what would you look forward to? Listen, love, baby, 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 baby. The thing about love, yo, <laughs> you be in a bar full of drunk chicks singing love, and they sound just like her. Right? Yep, like, <laughs> that's true. Facts. Like, yo, I, I, I've never understood how that was considered a good song, yo. She was like, horrible. Like, yeah. I just, I don't, I'm not one. Yo, when, when me and my dirty, mom. Whoever mixed it, engineered it, anything, they did it dirty. <laughs> yeah, when me and my son's mom would get into it, she would always pull a track from Keisha Cole's album, man. Like, <laughs> that was just a theme song, yo. I walk in the house, her cleaning or something, listening to Keisha Cole. Like, I should have cheated. <laughs> right, I should have cheated. That was the national that's what, anthem. That's what you knew. Sign. You should have ran then. <laughs> Yeah, but she can't sing. Right. But she was on the trajectory to be like Mary. And then she said something. And I think that's what killed it. Because I think Mary said, nah, I ain't fooling with you. And I think like, you don't cross Mary. And I you think because like, Mary. her second album was dope. Oh, like you said, I should have cheated and all that stuff that's on her. Like, I remember like, and you know, with music, it's always what you can relate it to because whatever you're going through at the time. But I remember like being around women going through things and that was their thing. And they was playing oh, that show, So they confront on her five, I mean, three other trash albums later. But when I cheat in love and, and I should have cheated, they was there with her. So Ashanti has a better catalog. She has a catalog? That's because she, she sings hooks. Features. It don't, it don't matter. It's still a part of her catalog and she's going to be able to play them. Keisha Cole can. Catalog. You got a point. Uh -huh, because when Keisha catalog. Cole play, um, Dreaming with Jeezy, that shit gonna be poop. That was fire, exactly. though. I like that song. That's just poop. That's just poop. I liked it. Yeah. I'm a huge Jeezy fan, so. No, she, she ain't got nothing on Ashanti's hooks. It go, uh, goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's like music translates to multiple people about what you're going through at that time. Right. So, whatever Ashanti song, majority of the females might have been going through when Foolish came out. Or when Keisha Cole came up with I should have cheated, might as well had. That's gonna be the fan base is gonna follow. But once you throw the two songs, it's over. Right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, nothing left. I, like I really hope they ain't up there singing live because I swear that's gonna be horrible. They gonna pull that Monica shit like I'm gonna drop this new album right quick while we all here. <laughs> Here's this new track I just got done working on. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing, especially Keisha Cole. She's been trying to drop an album for the past two years. She was going with somebody. She was going with somebody that went to the high. And she just have a baby to some boy that's like twelve. <laughs> yeah, he was young. He was a young boy. I mean, I think especially for like like female artists, and I, I hate to say it that way, but for female artists, it's hard to kind of follow up that that Erica Badu, Jill Scott versus. So after Brandy that, and it's like was dope because they got thorough, they, but they've been around for a long time. Brandy and Monica are our age, 
they started singing when we was in school and they got albums like Band of Generations. And then, like you said, their music also was incorporated. Like when Brandy was playing shit where Tupac was mentioned or Biggie was, so that shows you how big that they were getting. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And, and they get acknowledgement. So like, they're different. Cause like you said, that was Aaliyah, Brandy, Monica. That time when we were all, and it's crazy cause they're all our age. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's different than Keisha Cole and Ashanti. Like by that time we were grown men. So we're like, uh, they're kind of like pop gum, like they, they bubble gum. Well, not Keisha yeah. wasn't, she just couldn't sing. But her songs were about like Mary Light songs. Yeah, wait, but first of all, Ashanti's the same age as us. And- right. But she came out when? She came out when we was grown. Yeah, but but we could relate more to that. You got to think about what, what Brandy and Monica were singing. They were singing grown people songs and we were in high school. Now, so, Monica sang a song about her period. Literally. Oh, okay, well that yeah, the first song, really, yeah, that's yeah. how she came out. <laughs> yeah, and Brandy came out with best friend, and I want to be down. They yeah, came out then, singing like us. They might, they, they, yeah, they I guess you're right. Yeah, right. But it, but it, but it translated all across though. Huh? It, it, it didn't just stay in that lane though. It, it, I feel like their their songs, even though they may have been a little younger, but it, it was still you would have people in their twenties and thirties still playing it. Right. Like, but like Aaliyah shit, Aaliyah shit was never mature, uh, was never our age. But that's not yeah, yeah. So if you put that in perspective, grown as hell. But if you put that in perspective, if you put, if you say Ashanti from what, 2002, that means somebody that was in their 30s listening to Ashanti, they in their 50s now. They ain't even watching verses. Yeah. Yeah. So you, your right, fan yeah. base ain't even right. on here. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Say, that's See, Facebook. You know what I'm saying? My yeah. mom is in her in her 50s and when Ashanti was out, my mom, I ride in the car, she bore Ashanti out. Like every song, riding in the car, singing to it. And I know darn well my mom ain't watching the verses. Your fan base is going to be low. Half the kids on Instagram don't even know who Ashanti is. Yeah. Right. Ashanti does have some accolades. She's produced and written some songs as well, though. I'm not familiar with the whole catalog. Which is, I mean, okay, so that might be great, but it's like, <laughs> it's like if you if you say if you say to somebody right now, leaders of the new school and poor righteous teachers going on verses. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> You got 20,000 viewers. Are, are we talking with, with Busta Rhymes? Oh, man. With or without, it don't matter. <laughs> that would have to be the draw, though. They can be like, who's Who? that? Yeah. All right. Nah, you're right. I feel like I feel like you I feel like you just hate Ashanti, dog. That's what it is. I mean, I think she had great sideburns for the early 2000s. <laughs> oh, Throwing the flag on the play. <laughs> Throw the flag on the flag. Oh my God. She had she had she had toothbrush Come sideburns, on, which was dope. I mean, I, I oh took them all in my life. Oh my God. We all, we all accomplished something from Ashanti. So, oh, she's missing a little bit of hair on her chest, and she good to oh go. Oh my God, yo! Yo, hey, 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 bugs, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yo, yo, she, yo, she, she did something to you, dog. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I don't see it. Disappointment. I don't see it. She gonna have to bring Jaru out. Oh yeah. man, and he'll be she there. Has to. He'll be there because he don't got nowhere to go. And Keisha right. got to find somebody to bring out. Ooh. I don't know. She's not attached to anybody. A hologram. Right. She can bring that, do, that Tupac they hologram. Video when they go do last night. No. That song, they both, everything about that song is sweaty, but it was a hit. You know what? 
they honestly they might have to they might have to get sponsored by Ciroc and did he come out and do last <laughs> night with I mean I think that's probably like the only way that people are gonna stay tuned in Diddy's on his way last song and another one oh man because that's how I feel it's just you worded it way better <laughs> I'm not watching it <laughs> like I just I'll, I'll take the clip notes <laughs> I'll just, I'll just read it on Facebook. I'll Look, read everybody. I'll just read everybody's responses on Facebook. That's how I do with stuff I don't just, like. I know she didn't. Oh, look at her big toe. That's how. That's how you <laughs> Watch the recap on Entertainment Tonight. Right. Y'all want to jump in topic? Let's go yeah, let's, ahead. Let's, let's, let's do get it. it started, man. Interracial relationships. Who wants to go first? I never had one. I was I was threatened as a kid. My mom had that saying, like, if she can't use your comb, don't bring her home. So it's like I thought for a very long time my mom really hated white people. And I think it's because like my aunts and my mom were like like young Panthers growing up. <laughs> so like real shit. There's like there's songs and everything that you hear at like Thanksgiving holidays and shit. But it's just it for my house it wasn't it was i wouldn't say it's not allowed but it was frowned upon i think a culture thing for me growing up when i got older i understood my mom's point of view but i think it kind of like sets back generations when you do something like that so i again i didn't i didn't have like really any white friends for me growing up i and i hate to I hate to say it like this, but it's like most of the white kids that lived in the hood did seem like little dirty kids, but they always was outside, had dirt on their face. Now, this is young. I'm talking six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You know? Who they rings? Yo, seriously, they just always seemed dirty, and that's how I always viewed it. And like you said, initially, so I, it was never a thing for me to, um, to, in my eyes anyway, if I wanted to date a, a white female, that that just be what it is. But, you know, I grew up around black women. I went. I lived. You know, I lived in the hood. So that was that's that was my attraction. Um, I've seen a lot of my uncles on my dad's side. Definitely dated a lot of white women. So they were around. Um, on my mom's side, my my um great uncle, my grandmom's brother, was married to a, a white female. So it was just around. Like it was the norm. So I always thought it was okay if that's what I wanted to do until I actually got into my own like situation. So where I'm married to a white female. And my mom, like, kind of, she you, you, she didn't disrespect her, but you could tell, like, she would, she acted kind of weird, like she was uncomfortable with the fact that I'm dealing with this white female. And, like, and you keep in mind, I've been dealing with her, we've probably been dealing oh, for probably about 11 years now, man. And, um, like, I think the only other experience with me dealing with a white female was, like, elementary school, or not elementary school, middle school, somewhere around sixth or seventh grade. And um, it's kind of like when I sort of lost my virginity, but that's another story for another day. When I say sort of, it's funny as hell what happened. But um, my my uh my, my mom used to act a little strange around her to the point where my wife would just be like, yo, like your mom really doesn't like me. Like, what you know, and she used to bend over backwards trying to just do, you know, go above and beyond to try to get my mom's approval. And then it'd be like, she, my mom was so cool with my son's mom at the time, you know. Um, So she was like, dang, like, you know, I see them talking or them, you know, taking pictures or, or whatever it is, and I, I want that. I want to have that relationship with your mom, you know? And it's still was strange. And even to this day, like, I know my mom, like, they, they chat now, they're cool now, and 
and and, and you know it, she doesn't show that anymore the only person that really like accepted it with open uh, open arms rather was my grandma my grandma you know it got to a point when my grandma's calling to check on her oh you know I love you and this is her talking to my wife so that that kind of made her feel at ease with that whole situation I myself I've never been involved in a interracial relationship but you know I hear a lot of the flack from both sides you know from either the family or friends or the interjections and things of that nature and you know I think that plays a part as to why some people may have never experienced it or even wanted to involve themselves in one. Because I even have some Caucasian friends, you know, they say, you know, I would date so-and-so, but my grandpa wouldn't like it or my grandmother wouldn't like it or, you know what I mean? And that comes down from tradition. I mean, of course, we can say this is a new day, new time, but of course, everybody's not going to grip that same mindset. I've never had the, I say the experience or never experienced one or the pleasure of experiencing one. But um, teach your song, no knock this way, no knock this way. In some areas, and to just think flat. about current times, so that was even more flat, like you said, like yeah. where you're at in particular, right? Most definitely, most definitely. Cause you can think some, your friend of mine or friends of mine, they can be so up to date and down with this and down with that and down for the cause. But at the same time, they go home to grandma, grandpa or auntie and uncle or cousins this, you know, still have the blinders on, so to say. Yeah. And that still plays a part as far as, even down, I would say this day and time, some like to think that it's non-existent now, but it's not still non-existent to where you become the black sheep of your family, just by who you entangle yourself with or involve yourself with. It's still just as prevalent today in some homes and households as it was back in that time. Yeah. Just a point to ponder. I almost had one by accident, <laughs> like, like, and 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 it's kind, it's kind, it's kind of messed up because, like, I mean, I liked her; she was a cool person. But like, I, I I met her thinking she was Spanish, and so like when I found out she wasn't, like, like, it, it I felt the switch subconsciously turn, but like I didn't really, like, I, I told myself it wasn't really turning but like I just I know for a fact there's there's incidents that we had and there's there's disagreements that we had and there's things that I would have looked at differently if she wasn't a white jaw and like like I couldn't see myself introducing a white jaw to to my family to y'all to anybody really <laughs> it's like because I mean most of know how how I am like I come from a family like like my, my cousin like I got a biracial cousin who looks like my mom, but like legit, when she was born, my folks didn't believe that she was a part of the family just because of my uncle, how militant he is. Like, nah, there's no way that he had a baby with her. Like, you know what I mean? So like, I couldn't imagine bringing somebody into that family. Like now, like I know to this day, like I know I could, but I still don't think I would. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't think I have it in me to, to take that step. Why? Is it like, like fear? Like, no, it's, it it's not fear even fear. It's not. It's not even fear. Like part of it is like, like, like with my kids. Like, like I want my kids. Like I always say. Like you know what I mean. Like, like if I'm if the next joint I'm dealing with is like somebody. Like I introduce you to my kids. I want. I want them. To, I want them to see. Like they didn't see their parents. Like I mean, like my youngest don't even believe that his mom and dad really like know each other. Like you know what I mean. So like. 
Like she told him, right. like, you know, your dad used to be my boyfriend and he was distraught. Like, <laughs> so you know what I mean? So it's like, like, I want them to see, I want them to see right. black love in some sort. Like, so, you know what I mean? So, so I don't think like, I, I like, I couldn't do that to them. Well, again. But yeah, that was, say what? Like, I was talking about there. Yeah, but that, that's, that's my piece on that. I, yeah. I mean, but the other thing is like, I mean, I guess like, <laughs> I, I don't have too many like if I go through my my phone book in my in my phone right now, it ain't it ain't too many white people in there that I'll call just to be like, yo, what's good? You know what I mean? How's your day? Like it's yeah. it's people who's been in there for a reason. Like I used to joke like I don't deal with white people for free, so you know what I mean. So like I just never really. I, I, I think I think the fact that it's called interracial relationship already gives it a bad connotation. It it lets you know that it's something different. You know, yeah. no one's coming, going around saying, oh, you're in a black relationship, you're in a Hispanic relationship, but you put two different races together and now there's something different about it. And that automatically makes people feel some type of way, you know? Is it right? No, I don't think it's no, right. It's I think right. I think younger, being younger, we probably looked at it a lot different, you know? And especially growing up around a lot of black people. For myself, I didn't want to be labeled the guy that likes white girls, you know? The girls would say stuff like, oh, he likes white girls. <laughs> to me, that's not something I wanted to be known as. Not saying that it was wrong or there was something bad with it, but the way they said it made it seem like it was something bad you shouldn't be doing. Definitely it. did, it definitely yeah, did. Yo, yo, not to cut you off, but you got a valid point there, just to chime in real quick, but that's one thing that bothered me when I first started dealing with Katie, because we would go to like the pub or something like that, and I always got you know what I mean, from, from the black woman, like, oh, look at him with his little white girlfriend and things mm -hmm. like that. I, and I hated that. I used to be embarrassed, to be honest with you, like, ah, to go to places like that. So I used to always try to shy away and say, screw it. You know, I'd rather go to this predominantly white bar and be one of two white, I mean, black people in there than take you to the hood bar where she normally goes anyway with, like, her friends or my brother and people like that. So they wouldn't look at me different. It took me a while to, like, be like, man, I don't even care, like, you know. If I'm if I'm going to be ashamed of her, why even be with her type situation? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think part part of it is is the idea that the other race is taking away one of our good people. You know what I mean? They're taking yeah. away a good black man from. But at the same time, are those same black women checking for you? Right. You know what I mean? Where it's now I don't even care what anybody says. 
I think the issue like pretty much boils down to like the upbringing. So if you are brought up not looking at other races, like there's an issue, then it's more open to being able to have that kind of relationship. I know, Bob, you were saying like you grew up around white people, so it wasn't anything abnormal for you. Yeah, like my dad, he does like he gets a, he gets along with all kinds of people. Like I said, he was born in Allentown, predominantly Spanish and white. So when he comes down here, like one of the things he said when he first left Kutztown and came to Harrisburg, he was like, "Damn, there's so many <laughs> black women!" Like you know what I mean? Like that's I remember that. like you know what I mean? Like he'll tell you that. Like he was fascinated by saying because up there, it was either our cousins, his <laughs> homie sisters, and you know that's a no-no. So. You date the white women, or you know what I mean, and they talk about you a little bit, but it's, but this is also during the '60s and '70s, so the evolution of society is going at that time as well. All my relationships have been with black women. I've had interactions with other races, and I mean, we're grown, so I've had sexual encounters with other races. You know what I mean? But as far as something that would be serious. It's been black women. And part of me is conscious of the fact that like, I was brought up by my single father. So I know that I'm not gonna be spiteful to a black woman because my mom wasn't there. You know what I mean? Because that's a person that made the decision. So I consciously also, like in Steve, like what Steve said, I, want, like, I wanted my kids to be able to look at their dad and their moms can see them. You know what I mean? So like, you can see that this narrative that they'll tell you, cause they'll tell you black people don't get along, but, and I know that a lot of the old ways are toxic, but they also went through things that caused them to be the way they felt about, you know what I mean? Like these relationships. And it's funny because like you said, it's only this way with white people. You bring a Spanish chick home, they're not gonna trip. Nah, you bring know. an Asian joint home, they're not gonna trip. You know what I mean? It's just black and white. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's on everybody's side. Like when white people bring home Spanish person, they don't trip as much as they do, you know what I mean? But if you bring black, because it's so driven in us. It's too much history. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, right, with the history, with the things. And like me personally, like my, I, I had experiences with white women that were foul. Like Steve, you know, like when I was working at the state police, they tried to suspend me. And the woman looked me in my face and said, yo, I don't care what they do. We're gonna make everything an issue with you. You know what I mean? I was like, huh? She looked me dead in my face and and did it on two different occasions where things drew out. So part of me has my own experiences. Like on top of, like I said, I grew up with white neighbors. For me, my preference when I see women, it's something that inter- that, that attracted to me is black women. Like that's just my my thing, you know. And I can't change it. Like my kids, if they they can like who they like, I'm not gonna act like I wouldn't be like one of the old school parents. Like you know what I mean? Like my daughter brings home a white dude, I'm like, oh, you know what I mean? Like I'm gonna like I'm gonna be like Roxanne. I'm gonna be like, oh shit, like <laughs> I'm gonna have to learn. Because one, because one, your experience, two, you know what I mean? Because like, like they were saying, like, when you get out there into the world, as like Book says, much as you want to believe, oh, things are going for the, for the better, majority of people still have issues. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, both they have an issue. They, they, some people, just, like you said, they just don't have the heart to say it, but they have issues. So, and then my son, like, I want them to look at people that re represent their parents. Like, like your parents are successful, they black. I want you to be on that. That's what I'm on. And I'm not gonna sit here and go with the excuse, oh, I got white friends, I got to Nah, just, that's how I feel personally. And I'm allowed, that's how I feel I'm allowed to feel. Yeah, but but part part of what you, you're saying, like you're bringing up your past experiences with white people. You talked about the lady that you worked with, mm -hmm. um, but you, you're you're making that seem like that's white people. That's not white people. That's a particular person. That's yeah. a type of per but listen, that's a that's a type of person that you don't like. That that's you can't a type of person. But we also can't be in this much of denial that we're still not there. The only reason a lot of these protests was popping, right? Why? Because one, that the COVID was going on, but we were watching people still hurt our people. You know what okay. I'm saying? Just because some people don't have the heart to say that they racist, don't mean that they ain't racist. I remember on Facebook, somebody that's cool with Eddie, white chick, we ain't gonna say no names. Somebody on Eddie's car wrote Trump. This is before he got elected. I said, yo, on his property went on his thing and wrote trump right i live in a, i live in a neighborhood predominantly white neighborhood you know what i mean and so yeah i come outside one day and i see that and, and i'm saying cadillac because i'm the only black guy with a cadillac I, matter of fact forget i'm the only person with a cadillac in that neighborhood and it was an old school cadillac it was a 2003 deville it wasn't like everybody's 2016 or 2017 or 2018, whatever, right? So you know it's my car. You see me come through, I got the beats in it. So you you, you know it's my car, you know what I'm saying? And they wrote Trump 16 on it. Of course, I, I knew what the underlying thing, what it was. The thing about me is I'm a little bit, I'm built a little bit different. I get along with everybody, man. Like there's not a, a person or a race that I can't get along. I'm just a fun loving guy, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm a genuine guy and I know that I'm easy to get along with. Like. Let me ask you, Eddie. Let me ask PJ this though. With all that being said, would you, if you got, you got two black sons in America, with this temperament of society, do you, do you have a problem with your sons dating outside their race? No. No. It. You, you got to think. We're we're talking about black. Let's say right now we're talking about Black Lives Matter, right? And I'm not right. talking about. I'm not talking about the organization, just the statement itself, right? Black Lives Matter. The goal for Black Lives Matter is to get to all lives matter. We're saying that because we wanna be included, right? If you wanna be included in something, that means that we're saying we're equal to. We're looking for equality. We're looking for people to recognize, you know, the disparities that we went through, but we're also saying we're all equal. If so we're looking for respect. So the, I no, think right, yes. is the respect. No. Because in order no, to get, no, no, no. Let me, let it's me, not just respect. Around. It's not just respect. It's equality. We're yeah. saying we want to be included in this whole thing when you say all lives matter. We want to be included in that. That's a part of equality. Yes, we do want you to recognize that we, we have been marginalized. But what I'm saying, once we get past that, we're still talking about equality. And if we're going to be included in equality, that means everyone is equal. So how can we look at somebody different because of their race if we're asking people not to do that to us? Because we ain't there yet. Oh, it doesn't matter. No. That, that, that's not it, the point. It does. It does. You, know, you, don't, you, don't, you don't hold out just because. I think that, that brings in a different reason. 
but it brings in a different area so it's like do you do you continue to hold off on the potential of interracial relationships or interracial it's like holding the grudge i'm saying do you, like, do you keep holding out because this isn't is. fair yet or do you say i'm gonna do this even though it's not fair to make it more fair you you, you can't we're, we're talking about relationships you're talking about falling in love with somebody right right Right. You can't. Think not, you can't. You can't hold that just because of of the climate of the world. You absolutely right. And that's what I'm saying. And I think that's 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 where the issue True. comes in. That because True. because of the environment, because of the culture, because of like the upbringing, it's like that area is off limits yeah. in most families. In most families, you bring a white girl home, you bring a white person home, it's a wrap. It's like, don't bring them back in my house because the moment they say something that I feel is disrespectful because I'm looking for something to be disrespectful, mm-hmm. it's going to be an issue. Yeah. And now it's like, I got to pick between you and my family right. when I know you did nothing wrong. But if I take your side in this black house, it's going to be an issue. Yeah, but let me just say this. And I know I keep talking, just being in that situation presently, right? So... If, if there was ever a situation where we're around an actual family, and it could be my mom, it could be my dad, it could be whoever it's going to be. If they're going to sit and act like, I cannot believe you brought this white girl to my house or something like that, I'm going to take my white girl and go home. We're going to go home. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm not, I, I have to protect her as if she was a black girl or if she was Spanish or whatever she is. That's still my right. wife. So, right, right. No, I'm going to defend it now. It, it, but it did take from me to grow because I feel where Bub's coming from. Yo, think about it. A lot of older black folks did hold an actual grudge against white folks because of their experiences. And, and, and I can't fault them for that. You can't fault somebody who experienced racism to the max. You know what I'm saying? To, and then you expect them to be like, oh, okay, yeah, well, come on, we're cool. Let's shake it. No, you can't. You know what I'm saying? Right, I'm, a, I'm not going to lie. I'm the type of person that holds grudges. Like, if you do something to me, I'm going to be pissed off with you for a while. You know but life I mean? is the ultimate lesson. That's the importance of life. That's the thing that teaches us how to instill certain things in our children. Also, but like I was saying, because like you're saying, equality, the reason that we don't have a fucking issue when I'm trying to date somebody Spanish, somebody Asian, is because they're not considered equal as well. So that's why when we're sitting here going through that as well, oh, Bub got the Puerto Rican chick. They be like, oh, all right. Because the white people, they're going to be like, all right, they they both minority. They don't care. You know what I'm saying? But for me personally, like my dad and them don't care. Like y'all know my family. Like I got cousins that's mixed with Asian. I got cousins that's mixed with Spanish, mixed with white. I'm speaking for Lawrence Galloway and how I feel, Junior. You know what I mean? Not seeing my dad wouldn't even care. You know what I mean? He laughs all the, about it all the time to me. He'd be like, "Oh, you want no cream in your coffee?" I'd be like, "Nope." You know what I mean? That's it. We do that all the time. I'm saying I know from my experiences. And I know, like I said, when I can know that I'm qualified for something and somebody can look me dead in my face and tell me that stuff. But like you said, but then spin it like, oh, all right, well, now nah, it's just because of something else different. And we still live in that temperament of society. I'm good with that. I don't want my kids to understand, um, deal with that type of stuff. And that's what it is. Like, and you can say it's old school, it's traditional, whatever. But I know that that's more than likely some of the issues that they're going to deal with. They deal with different issues. Like, look at the struggle we have with people just accepting our hair in the workplace, you know what I'm saying? Let alone trying to get them to understand a relationship. But does that does that make it continue though? Yeah, there's some things like, there's all types of tactics. Yeah. They they marched, there was no, you had Martin, you had Malcolm, right? 
different types of ways to get to where we are now, right? You had the Panthers. Everybody had different type of approaches. So some people are going to be certain ways. Until I see something that's going to show me something different, that's exactly what I'm going to have my kids with. But like, the crazy shit is both of them fuck with white girls. Malcolm, not so much once he became Malcolm. Malcolm, not when he was, not when he was, <laughs> not when he was pimp. And what, like you said, and that's what it was. And we talk about that. You know what I'm saying? Martin, we gonna leave that alone. Cause you know what I mean? We want to get this from, off the ground before it goes. From day one. <laughs> so, so listen, but like, I feel like, I feel like it's all a part of just growing, man. Like, I again, you are who you are and you're allowed to, you're definitely allowed to feel however the hell it is you feel. Like, all right. Do you want me to answer the question about the kids thing? I don't care if my son dates a white girl or a Hispanic, whatever. But my daughter, on the other hand, I I, I kind of have a slight problem with her dating the white guy, and I don't even really know why. It's weird. Okay. It's her dad's in the interview. Her mom's white. You know what right. I'm saying? So that doesn't make sense. Why do you care? But why do you care? About, and and, and I, I don't know because I know what I do know is. You know, if she did bring her, I'm not gonna act funny to the guy, cause I'm a people person. I'm gonna laugh with this guy, I'm gonna crack jokes, whatever, whatever. But I guess what it is is I, I think I'm just starting my head at this black love thing, right? So I just want my, I just want my daughter to date a guy like me, and maybe that's really what it is. I want you to date a strong black man type situation. But, okay, but what happens? What happens? What happens if somebody from a different race is a better man than the black man that your daughter will be dating? Right. Yo. Listen, I'm I'm cool with it. Nah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, like, I'm asking. No, no, I'm, I'm I would I would I would eventually be cool with it, man. Like I, at the end of the day, I just want my daughter to be respected. I don't want my daughter right. to be in a situation where you know someone's putting their hands on her or or just whatever. Just I want her to be with a guy like me, or or even better than me. Let's just be real. I could have done a lot better. Like to be honest, if I had to throw out a marriage that I admire and I know that the guy treats his wife with the utmost respect, I look at PJ. I look at him. And his wife. I look at him and that. Like I join on PJ all the time. Oh, you whip. Oh, whatever. All types of jokes on him. But when I, I, I look, you could tell like they have a pretty solid marriage, man. Like he handles his business as a husband. It's not to say that they're perfect, because none of us are. We all have our problems. We all have our issues. But Joe, what I'm saying is, I know, comparing myself to him, that I could have done a lot better in the past. I feel like I'm pretty solid now. And yeah, I'm stubborn in my way, so I tend to do a lot of things that maybe he wouldn't when it comes to, you know, situations in the relationship, but at the same time, you know, just just comparing myself, it's like, yo, like, I, I look, at, I'm on the outside looking in, like, man, this dude, he, he treats his wife how she's supposed to be, whereas though I didn't at first, you know what I'm saying? And I, and I want my, I don't want my daughters, any one of my daughters, rather, because only one, only two of my daughters are, are mixed, and one is, is, you know, she has a black mom, but... All three of them. I just want them to get with somebody that's going to respect them. Like just, just, and, and honestly, I don't care if they end up being gay. I, I, let's be real. I, I just don't. But that doesn't bother me either. Like, I just want you to get a partner that's respectful. Like, period. Like, treat treat you the way you desire to be treated. My thing is, all six of us walk out that door. Everybody right here are stand-up guys. Walk out that door, and when they see you, they don't see anything else before, other than black man before you open your mouth or anything else. I need, like, my kids, there's enough stress walking out in the world trying to raise these kids against a lot of this shit. For me, like I said, I'm gonna go with, I prefer you have yours. 
That's it. You know what I mean? Like, and it ain't, it ain't, I just want you to understand because there's things that don't, when you got a vibe with somebody, you don't even got to explain things. That's great friendships, that's good relationships, that's different things. And that's something because I know, Eddie, there's times where you still have to explain things from a standpoint. Am I right? Yeah, but that's exactly. what I do. I explain everything. Exactly. And look, and the, the thing is, you have to explain it to your spouse, and then you also have to teach your kids that they're in this world because of this, and this is the thinking that they're going to have to deal with. Does the predetermined mindset dictate the ability to step outside of race when it comes to relationships? It Not for does. me. No, my I grew up around, like I said, I grew up with white friends. I got like it's not that. That's what I'm saying. Like friend, not not the friends aspect, but like when it goes when it comes to being in relationships. I know like one of the big things for the way my mom was telling me. She was like, the problem is they'll never understand you as a black man, but a black woman will understand the struggles that you're going to have as a black man. Like a, mm. right. So I it's mean, like. It's but that's, that's what I'm saying. So if you walk, that's into what I'm those, saying. Like that's and it, she, like you said, you don't gotta explain it, right? But it's like if you, if you go into the world with that mentality, like you're never gonna understand me. It kind of dictates that I shouldn't go in that direction. I should go in this direction because sure. you're gonna understand my struggles. But you might not be the best person for me. That person over there that might not understand the struggles might be the best person to make me grow. But it could also be, that's true. That's very true. And it's your job to explain them struggles. Right. Right. And I think that's the like we don't, there's no dialogue between the two because there's, it's a generational curse when it comes to relationships. And black women specifically, black men, it's not the same. Black men are more like, okay, whatever. Black women see it as if you're dating outside your race, I'm not good enough. But you know what? I want to chime in right quick if I can, because I believe I want to pinpoint on some of the things that were already covered. We look at today's society. We look at how things go and how things are going. But in real life, in reality, the heart wants what the heart wants. Yeah. And there used to be a saying, you can't help who you fall in love with. And it's sad to say I'm not an advocate of uh prejudice or racism I'm not, a, I'm not an advocate of any of those things by any means but I feel for those people that go through relationships when their heart wants something but they have the added weight of family environment friends it's hard enough being in an interracial relationship like I said I've never done it I could imagine when you have so much more pressure and weight on you just by being involved in one when this is truly what your heart wants and now you're debating being with what your heart wants because of outside things, not because the relationship isn't good, mm-hmm. but because of the other circumstances you're letting dictate the fact of whether you actually want to be in this perfect relationship that your heart actually wants. Another pet peeve of mine. Now, what I don't like to hear that I hear so often because I'm in the lineage of an interracial, interracial relationship. My great-grandmother and my great-grandfather. My great-grandfather is a Caucasian man. Never told, I mean, it's not out of hiding it. It just never really comes up in conversation, but I'm in the lineage of an interracial relationship. I've heard the hardship. We all are. I think technically all of us are in the lineage. I've heard the story, (laughs) but I mean, it's (laughs) the point to where I can acknowledge it and know it for what it is and know some of what they went through that they've passed down through the generations, so to speak. 
like firsthand info. But to go there and what I was saying, my point is this. My pet peeve is I don't want to hear I'm going to start dating white men because black men don't know how to act. Or I'm going to go start dating white women. You know what I mean? Because yeah. y'all sisters don't know how to act. Or this, this, that, and the third. That's mean, to you, me, that's unacceptable. Listen, you run from a problem with a person to a different culture, thinking that that culture is going to be better when it's not necessarily the truth it's just it's a matter of the person now i think culturally we have a mindset when it comes to white people and it's instilled in us at an early age and once you start getting the negative interactions with an entire race of people it makes you look at everyone else as if like you're the same as these other ones that are pissing me off whereas you can but why are we taught that at an early age? Because you can't. Because civilization just happens. It's, it's a thing. Right. It's, it's hard not parents, to. You, you got to teach right. yourself. Right. You can't, can't, like, too. But you can't say it like it's a matter of factly kind of small type of thing. Because like I said, to this day, we still dealing with that shit in, in this town. Yeah. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Like, so, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, oh, like, you know, we had to learn this because such and such and such and such. Nah, because like I said, when we're still having people get gunned down. Like Rodney King was 92, he was in middle school. Now you're still having George Floyd a few months ago. You know what I'm saying? And we're still having the same type of thing. And these things that act like these things don't play in your psyche when you have to get pulled over and your idea, like we laugh always about when Trey was on Boys in the Hood swinging, right? But he didn't have to say nothing when he came in the house because she understood exactly what he was going through. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't have to say nothing to her. He just was crying and she knew what the hug even knew exactly what he was feeling. That's the difference. And and trying to explain something like that sometimes when emotions can come off different and you can have a disregard, it can mess up something that you don't even need to have. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's my thing on it. So that's I think why it de- that depends on the person because I think I'd, I've met a lot of very aware white people. Yeah, true. Like extremely aware, like at, in that case is more aware than I was at teaching me shit or telling me stuff and I had to go look at it and be like oh shit you right and it's like while you're aware you can be empathetic and not necessarily understand it completely from my point of view but you understand what's happening and you can say that shit ain't right but in the same breath you got some black folks that are like they don't even understand this shit That's true so it's too. like you get the right person it's like there's no racism. We're good. It's like, nigga, how? Yeah, yeah but you <laughs> got to realize that the black experience isn't the same all across the board. For exactly. Everybody. There's no right. one experience. Which is why there's black Trump supporters. Yeah. Thank you, Eddie. Oh. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> Eddie went outside and wrote the show to his car himself and put on the white neighbors. I think you know that, that that feeds into Bub's point. That feeds right. into Bub's well, point. 
But see, but this is what I've been trying to say, and I know I, I just keep blurting. It's, it's your own experiences, cause like, all right, I, I feel where Bub's coming from because the way I see it, Bub's like, yo, based off of you know my experiences and whatever in life or whatever, this is how I am, and this is what it's gonna be, and that's that. But for me, okay, I may have similar experiences to him, but I, I feel like I'm a little bit more open, obviously, cause I'm married to a white female, to you know, teach her. Like, all right, this, good example, me and her. Uh, got into a situation with, with with some other white lady on my son's football team. You know what I'm saying? And like, <laughs> she, she <laughs> just to make the, the story, to make the story short, you know what I'm saying? She realized like, the, so the lady says something to my son, some type of, some racial shit or whatever. I, instantly, as a black man, as a dad, I'm pissed. Like I'm ready to tear this whole fucking football field up. Like, you know me, zero to 100 real quick. You know what I'm saying? And, and and Katie, like, at first, she's just like, she's like, she had to get the information. And then when she actually understood, like, like oh, shit, that's foul. Now I'm trying to calm her down. She's ready to, to fight her and, 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 and the other mom and all this other shit. No, you ain't going to treat my husband and my son like whatever. I'm, I'm like, yo, baby, you know what I'm saying? Yo, you get a little bit more wilder than me. I thought I was the, the, the nut one. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... I don't mind teaching. I don't mind teaching because you you can't help who you fall in love with. I'm open to to teaching because I'm I'm also open to learning because like you know one of the conversations that me and her had you know was like yo if my dad was her if her dad was still alive she he probably would frown upon her dating a black guy. Th- that's just what it is from every aspect. Just like my mom was indirectly frowning on it, her dad would have did the same thing. All that shit's instilled into us, you know what I'm saying, like it just is, and it is passed down from generations, but we don't have to keep that shit going, so that's why, as I said, man, I'm gonna have an issue with my daughter bringing a white guy home, I, I don't know if it's just because I want to keep that trend going and, and be clueless about it, or should I just, am, am, am I really, like, what is what is the real reason, do you but, actually even have a reason, for me, you just I said think, your son can bring a white girl home, so what is the, you know what I mean? Right, go about. Nah, somebody, I mean, for me, it's real simple, because like I said, I, I didn't grow up with just black, you know what I mean? So I grew up all kinds, like, you know what I mean? Like I said, I fooled with people however they fooled with me. And like I said, I know when, when you generally speak, but I also know for my kids, and like I said, just because I want that for them, don't necessarily mean that's what's gonna happen. Like I said, they could fall in love with a white dude, they could fall in love with a Spanish dude, you know what I mean, girl? But what I'm saying is what I want, it is it's just, I want them, I want them to have their life as easy as possible, as most parents do. Now, of course, their 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 personality, their heart, whatever they decide is gonna dictate how they do, but I can only instill some things that I want them to know and be aware of, because that's just how I feel. It's not because I won't wanna be ignorant, it's because of I know what's going on in this society. You know what I mean? Like they mask it just because it's, like you said, it's not as, out in your face right now. Well, check this out. Look at how long, look how it was with all this Trump president. How all the racists was like, yeah. Like they didn't even care. Like this dude was saying whatever inflammatory negative shit they would say, they would just ride with it. It didn't even make sense half of the stuff. Like my four-year-old could say something that makes more sense than him and they would ride with it. And it was all underlying racism stuff, right? So you got to see a lot of people that for what they really felt about a lot of things. Yeah. And you see how many people was like, yo, I was cool with this person until this. And you seen that, because that's what it really sits in people's core. You know what I mean? So to act like people don't have crazy shit in their core, 
and not to be aware of it and not to teach my kids something about that is just something that I'm on. Like, you know what I mean? And that's me. I'm gonna ask you a question. So if your daughter was to bring home a, a Caucasian male, she in love, everything's happy, go lucky. You said you'll treat him right, you're not gonna treat him bad. But do you ever think you'll be able to fully let your guard down around you? Nah. Through the longevity of their relationship? Nope. nope. I ain't think so. But I, I think we gotta know. we gotta put it into perspective. We're we're literally a generation separated from segregation. So it's like people who lived in segregation are still alive. Right. There's literally they what just shut down a uh, um segregated prom in the south like within a decade. Yeah. So it's like we still we're still living in the I call it like the reconstruction of segregation. Like we're still living in that. Like that's still our generation. It's going to take generations before it's normalized to where it's not taboo to be in a interracial relationship and even like pj said mm. even the fact that you're calling it an interracial relationship already sets a stigma right so it's yeah. it's going to take time one but it also it's going to take a lot of conversations a lot of understanding there's a lot of cultural differences that aren't understood it, and again it goes back to you have to explain emotions you have to explain injustices to a different race Right. You don't see it because you don't have to deal with it. Whereas have, I see this every day. And that's it's even that kind of thing. Even again with black people, I have a friend who I just found out like maybe like two, three months ago, his parents never had a what to do when a cop pulls you over conversation. And I got pissed off. I was like, how the fuck they not had that conversation with you? And I got it at eight. <laughs> Way before I was driving. You know what I mean? Before I was driving, I knew how to deal with cops at eight years old. I'm in second grade because I had to walk to school it was if a cop stops you while you're walking this is how you deal with it and again it's because you're looking at it like the cops are white this is how you deal with a white interaction as a young black man so it's it's just that understanding that we're not separated far enough away from extreme racism that is blunting in your face and then orange man comes in and like puts the fire back up that's the world on fire it's, it's all about, you know, the, the saying that I think every generation, their parents had the saying about they're preparing their children, the, the, the fear that you're preparing your children for a world that no longer exists. Like we, we, like you said, we're a generation from the segregation. Like, you know, like our kids is going to be 20 in like 2040s. Well, except for Eddie, Eddie's kids is old as shit. But you know what I mean? Like that's that's, year. A, that's a long that's a big difference from when we was born, the people who was raised us when they was born to you know what I mean. So that's where we got a lot of our lessons from. So yeah. like like the whole thing, like 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 with Tiana, like if Tiana brings a white dude home, like I'd be devastated. But like right now, Tiana's eight years old. If Tiana brings a dude home, like just the thought of that devastates me. <laughs> so that's, you know what I mean? Him. So that's it's not though. even it's not even really like I'm not <laughs> so so like I'm I'm pretty sure that getting over getting over the, the, the major hump of damn, like I'm not my my baby girl's favorite dude anymore. Getting over that, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. It's gonna be harder than giving a hell if it's a white yeah. dude or like I, I would prefer like I have my preferences but like the thing is it ain't my life yeah. so so like yeah, my like preferences only that. only matter but so much yeah I like how you put that because I don't really have a big problem with any of my daughters bringing a white man home 
I, I just think it's a preference for me. I, I want you to date a guy like me. So, you know what I mean? And that's all it really is. Because it is me contradicting myself at the end of the day. It truly is. Like, Dad, you, you don't want to bring a white guy home, but, you know, my mom's white. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, like <laughs> so... Yeah, that's real. That's real. Let, let me, can I can I shift the, the question? Can I let me sh- let's shift this for, for for a minute, real quick, right? Go ahead, go ahead, man. Um, so you're open, or for everybody that's open to being in an interracial relationship, does that change if the person or you find out that they're with you because you are black? Oh fuck that! Mm, that's like, a good ass question. But I mean, there, there's 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 people that 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 fetishize being exactly. with a different race yeah, fuck but, but is that really a problem though right. because maybe that's, that's their type that's nah, their type, not I like that's not their type. having a type and having like a, a fetish like two a fetish things. oh so you mean like a fetish okay no I but like it. but how but how how is a race a type that's the thing i mean that's it's, that's a, that's what it gets to fetishing like if like i like you be like if the the the, the one of the first the major keys and why i like this person is because the box that they check is a race like that's yeah. that's way different than than personality gotcha. or anything of that gotcha. nature mm-hmm. even titties gotcha. like you know what i mean like <laughs> i like her because she is a c cup or better like that's, that's way different thing, than, than like <laughs> you know what i mean like i, mean, I like big women <laughs> that's, 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 that's more than the nose too because that's mean, another thing for me that because like like you said some people have fetishes you go to your you you go to a porno search, we grown. You go on a porno search and it has ebony, white, Latina. It's based off of race. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you sitting there saying that, but that's the thing. Like, PJ, like you don't know. And that's the thing. Cause some people might be like, oh, well, I never dated somebody black before him, but he's different. That's a different black man. That's and that could be that same thing. And it's that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, there's so many different elements to it to overthink to say that oh man because sometimes it do it do start out as the unknown like damn like they told me to stay away from these dudes but I, he kind of looked different he does something for me you know what i mean and then it can go into a, a whole different toxic trail you know what i'm saying like so what if it's not even so much i'm in the black guys more so i like hood niggas and predominantly in the hood they're black right so no, just just hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. From? Because no, quick, hear me though, out. You can still fetishize out. a hood. Mm-hmm. No, like, hear me out. Okay, most people. This hood doesn't mean that you're necessarily black, right? There's white right. people that live in the hood. There's Hispanic folks that live in the hood. But you know, you see a particular guy, and he just happened to be black, and you go, "Oh, he's cute." But you like that. And, and this is probably more of a young, for a younger female. You know what I'm saying? Because they still like the bad boy, the bad guy. So, oh, he. In the street, so um, <laughs> the bad girl, the bad guy. <laughs> I, I just said this is more for like a younger. I, I'm trying to give an example, man. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting to a question. I'm getting to a question. I'm trying to give an example, oh. but because I'm pretty sure a grown woman isn't going to think about it like this. But you know, every female initially when they're young likes the bad guy, right? Whatever that entails. But let's just say there's a female and, and, and she's just like yo you know I like going to the, the, the quote unquote inner city or the hood or whatever because you know I like the, I like them type of guys I don't like these suburban dudes or just so, you know, they, they seem kind of corny to me they seem a little lame like go, so you, go to, you, you go to the hood to pick a puppy <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's basically what it is like I'm gonna I'm go 
I'm gonna go over there and get one of them pit bulls because I don't want this golden <laughs> retriever no more. The, I don't know. Man. Like, All right. I, 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 I hear you. I hear. I hear you. I hear your rebuttal. No, that's that's the thing because that's I think that's the thing. It's like when people. When you get white girls that say, I want a hood dude, you want something that is so far away from what your family accepts. And most times it's out of rebellion. I was about so to say like, that's true. It's like, I'm going to go do this. About fetish. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to go do this because like, that looks like fun on BET. <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to say something too, because that's the same point as those that say, I want my hair done like this. I want to do this type of lifestyle. I want to do this type of job. I want to do this. I want to act like this. I want to carry myself like this. Quote, unquote, quote, culture vulture. I, think I can't do this with Chad. Chad won't let me do this. He doesn't like it when I get cornrowed. Let me ask you this. Because I'm, I'm just like, I don't, okay, I get like, you know, the the, the, the the typical white girl that comes to the hood and she she's being rebellious. She is. That's real shit. Like, I'm, I'm only dating or fucking this black dude because my dad don't want me to so fuck my dad and i'm actually literally fuck this guy like i like i get that but the, like, it's like for me to say okay what if me or not necessarily me or what if some other guy says yo well i only want to date hispanic chicks or i only want to date white chicks or i only want to date this type of chick like is, is it still is it still a fetish yeah 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 like i mean your yeah. preference your preference is your it's preference. A preference but it's like it's a preference like me i don't own no yellow t-shirts and like if i walk up to a bunch of dudes in yellow shirts and i'm like yo i even got why you even deal if with you yellow t-shirts that's still a preference say that again if you say okay so for for the, like the white girl that says i only like to date black guys because of whatever it is you know whatever her reason is you as a black man saying yo i'm only going to date black girls is that still a fetish or a preference it's still a it's preference, a preference. Yeah. My preference. So what is the difference? You can fetishize yourself. Here's the thing. My preference. I don't know the definition. Is because of my like my just preference. Like you know what I mean. Like I'm not saying that I don't find there are white women that I find attractive. There are Spanish mm-hmm. joints, Asian joints. What I prefer because your preference also has certain levels of what you would do. You know what I'm saying? Like there's chicks that you would be with. There's chicks that you would knock it off. There's chicks that you would just be friends with. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's your preference on that. You know what I'm saying? So my preference is that. That don't, my preference doesn't mean that ultimately that's all of what it is, but that's what I prefer and what's best suited for what my mind likes. I think part of what, what makes it a fetish is going into it. First of all, like you said, the first box you check is that race, but then right. also expecting something stereotypical from that relationship. Right. That's what makes, that makes sense. And, that and makes you know, sense. for it's, right. it's like saying, now you're breaking it down. it's like saying, oh, I like Asian women because I think they're like temptress or something. You know what I mean? Or, you know, or like so, you said, uh, you want a, a girl wants to be with a black guy because she thinks he's hood. You know, that's where it becomes a yeah. fetish. Or it's like you said, the stereotypes. Oh, yeah. those black guys have a big jaw, so they, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. or white, like, you okay. know what I mean? But we live in stereotypes, because some of the stereotypes are true, though. Well, <laughs> <laughs> stereotypes yeah. come from truth. Like, who don't yeah. like chicken? That's the dumbest shit ever. Black people <laughs> like chicken. Yeah, like, everybody everybody likes chicken. There's an equal amount of white people that like chicken. <laughs> exactly. Like chicken. With, with chicken and, and turkey, like, you know what I mean? Like, everybody likes chicken. That's the dumbest shit ever. Like pumpkin pie and sweet potato pie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just no, that's, actually, that's real because I hate pumpkin pie. I hate both of my, them. And my they wife loves it. They both trash. Throw them out. And watermelon's trash too. 
Yeah, yeah I ain't been going. All right, I'm not going there with you. Watermelon's fucking delicious. I'm not gonna let you do that. I'm a nigga when it comes to watermelon. Watermelon is three steps better than lettuce. Yo, uh, watermelon yeah, is delicious. Yeah. It is like lightly flavored water. It's, with some crunch it's amazing. <laughs> I just hate you just, watermelon. You just don't like watermelon because they red. <laughs> <laughs> but now I think I think is I think we hit like a good point. It's it's I think culturally we have barriers for multiple reasons. Um and then just within our own upbringing experiences, it makes those cultural differences and those barriers either wider are closer so like if you grow up somewhere and you grow up around a bunch of white people it's there's nothing to it like that's just that's life culture so, yeah, but you that's got what think, i'm saying a wider variety of just black and white this has been it's 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 gonna always be somebody that thinks they're superior or better than someone else until you yeah. until you break cultural norms it's, it's like that and that's what i was saying it's just like even it's frowned upon pretty much from other races if you're bringing another race home because you're quote unquote messing up the gene pool but it's like in the same breath every race has that same stigma they have that same takeaway because we acknowledge all these different races and when you start again when you get into like even application you start checking off boxes like what's your ethnicity it shouldn't fucking matter right like either you can do this job or you can't and as long as we're checking off an ethnicity box it's like there's always going to be that issue about interracial anything like both are saying though like with them other cultures like the american black is the only one who really doesn't have True. like the, the american white curated their culture you know what i mean like they're the authors they're, they're driving their narrative we're the only ones who truly don't know our culture and even when we try to come together like in this sense like it can still be viewed as because like books were saying like if asians marry asians it's not really looked upon or frowned upon because they think like oh like you said they want to keep their bloodline you know what i mean however they want to clean it pure or whatever and, it, and they just don't because they understand that's their culture is accepted when the american black says yo i want to do that because that's what it is it's looked at like ah you're not evolving that's the difference because we don't even have that idea because it's accepted with other cultures. Like I get what you're saying, Shot, as far as you know, being able to step outside your culture, but it's not even really frowned upon when a family comes here from Korea and they can, yo, marry inside your culture. All right, cool, that's what it is. All right, so Indians, yeah, you marry it, but us, why can't we just be like, oh, that's who I want to rock with? The only reason I brought it up in all actuality, I got co-workers, former co-workers, one in particular, who of course will remain nameless, but we were co-workers, we got close, I mean close, close, to the point where, you know, I was down for whatever. She said we could have fun, she said we could have all the fun, she said we could date, we could do this, she said, and this is a 26-year-old that was born at the time, that was born in the U.S., went through school, went through college, all kinds of races, okay, but she said, I can't marry you, I can never marry you. She said, my father wouldn't permit it. She said, as a matter of fact, I think he would kill me and take my life before he let me marry you, no matter how Dang. good you are. What that's, race that's culture. What race that's was not, That's not her. Mm -hmm. That's not her want. That's her parents. So it's like now you're living 
and the fear of what your parents might do based off of what you want in your own life. Exactly. It's breaking that. I think, I think like what Bub was saying, how all these other cultures can say, oh, I want to keep it within our, our race, our ethnicity. But when the black community says the same thing, it's a problem, right? But I think, I think the problem only, well, yeah, but yeah, but I think the problem only comes when you start to think that other races are inferior or you're superior to them. So just saying it is not a problem. So if 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 an Indian family wants to keep uh, their daughter with an Indian man, that's fine. But if the Indian daughter goes out and she wants to date a black man and they have a problem because they think, oh, he's not good enough, then that's where the problem comes in. Right. I don't think it's I don't think it's a problem with keeping, you know, within your race as long as it's something healthy. But if you're doing it because you think your race is better than someone else, then that's the problem. That's you got you got to be. I feel like, especially living in America, it's, it's a melting pot. You got to be open to everyone being together. That's that's supposed to be part of the beauty of living here. 